Welcome to Staying Connected, a podcast about UK-German friendship, past, present and future. I'm Jochen Möller. I'm the spokesperson of the German Embassy in London. Regular listeners to this podcast will know that we aim to highlight examples of close cooperation between our countries, away from high-level politics, which today brings us to town twinnings. Almost 500 town twinnings and other partnerships connect the UK with German cities through projects as varied as school exchanges, sports days, joint council meetings and much more. Town twinnings truly bring our countries and, more importantly, our societies together. This is why we have dedicated this episode to them. With so many twinnings now in place, most of us live in cities, towns or villages that have links with partners in the other country. I, for example, grew up in Bielefeld, which is twinned with Rochdale. Today we have two guests who represent one of the oldest town twinnings. Our guests are involved in the Hanover-Bristol twinning, which will celebrate its 75th anniversary next year. Anne Kennard was a lecturer in German and head of German and East European Studies at the University of the West of England, before she dedicated herself to Bristol Hanover Council, which she chairs today. Our second guest is someone who Anne works with regularly on the German side. Petra Pilger, a high school teacher from Germany, who is the secretary of the Hannover-Bristol Gesellschaft. Peter Barnes, the chairman of the British German Association, will chair the conversation. Peter looks back on a distinguished career in the civil service, in journalism and business. He is perfectly placed to present today's episode as the British German Association works hard to support and promote British German town twinnings. Peter, over to you. Thank you very much for that kind introduction. I'm delighted to be here to moderate today's podcast on town twinning. As some of our listeners may know, there are literally hundreds of town twinning relationships between Britain and Germany. And you may well, when you come into a village or town, see a board that says such and such a town is twinned with such and such a town in Germany. It is a real pleasure to be joined by representatives of one of the leading uh, town twinning relationships between Britain and Germany, the Bristol-Hanover connection. Perhaps I could just turn first of all to uh, Anne Kennard to ask you to say a little bit about why town twinning matters so much to you and to say a few things about what you think is most important about the work of the Bristol Hanover uh, Town Twinning Association. There are um, a very small number of other town twinning uh, relationships which were formed at the same time and all for slightly different reasons. They were These ones were formed immediately after the Second World War in a most unusual situation really but they have been, uh, it has been a relationship that has been completely without any, any gaps at all. It has changed in its character I would say. It was set up by a mixture of responsible sort of people responsible for the um, or representing the local authority, but also education, also business and culture. So it was really quite wide ranging right from the very start. And links between the sort of young people and and cultural groups, etc., and particularly schools were very important right from the very beginning. And it was a difficult start in a sense, because of the time that it, set, it was set up. But it then went on and went along very nicely for quite a long time. And, and then it sort of faded a little bit. And it's become now 
more important, I would say, in the period now since the Brexit vote. And I know that our friends in Hanover, including Petra, are very keen that we should definitely keep going, regardless of the political background that we find ourselves in these days. These international friendships are really very, very important, and they have been continuing. That's excellent news. And I have to say that's something that we've heard reflected from the other town-twinning associations that we have dealings with around the country. Uh, just to give you one other example, one of the other strongest town-twinning links is between Reading and Dusseldorf. And that was founded in 1946 uh, because of the then mayor of Reading, Phoebe Cusden, wanting to support the families of Dusseldorf during a very cold and hungry winter. And when I was in Dusseldorf recently, I was shown with great pride by the Dusseldorf Council a bas-relief of Phoebe Cusden, which still is at the entrance to the Dusseldorf Town Hall. Um, if I may just turn over to you, Petra, could you say a little bit about, from your experience with Bristol and Hanover, how town twinnings typically work and what sort of initiatives you have seen pursued either within this specific town twinning relationship or from your experience of town twinning relationships elsewhere? First of all, I can underline what Anne said because the people are the, the most important uh, part of such a society. And schools, for example, is um, a very play an important role. But also here, our university, especially our Zahn Clinic, they are very close connected to the um, University of Bristol. And of course, parts of the government, there are also exchanges or from, for example, music choirs, Mechenko Hannover is one example. They have an exchange with choirs from Bristol, for example, and also the museum nowadays, they try to exchange sports. We have a lot of uh, people, for example, playing football or rugby, and they have regularly exchanges with Bristol. So maybe in former times, there were more elder people who visited each other. But nowadays, I think it's more emphasized to the, the younger people. And uh, I think that is what is very important to keep a society running. Could I just ask you one follow-up question to that? We've heard from a number of other town twinning uh, associations that we deal with, that in Germany, uh, a lot of town twinning associations still receive substantial support, whether in terms of um, administrative resources or money from their local authority or, or the town council, whereas that is no longer typically the case in the UK. Would, would that coincide with both of your observations? To support these changes, the Hanover local authority here gives 200 euros to people who are willing to visit partner town, not only Bristol, but it does matter, each partner town. And that makes it a little bit more attractive to decide to go somewhere. And um, I think that's a good beginning, could be more, not only money, but other support. But this is a good start to keep people following the idea of 
staying connected. That's very encouraging to hear. And in, in Bristol, you have a relatively newly elected, very dynamic, internationally minded mayor. Has that made any difference to the practical support that you get from the council for the time twinning activities? Yes, that's interesting that you should ask it in that way, because we certainly don't get any money from the city council. There's no way. And in fact, there has been a case, which I am, am aware of, when at least one Lord Mayor has been to a twin town, not Hanover, um, and has paid for himself to go and his wife. So, you know, that's what would be unheard of in Germany, I'm sure. <laughs> but the the situation was for many years that the the city council had had handed over the relationship between uh, the twinning associations and their twin towns to the voluntary associations. That happened about 30 years ago, and they more or less left it to them. And we did really rather lose the link then between us and the local authority. But in recent times, there was, and we were, we were also, any kind of interest in the, in the twinnings sort of was moved around from department to department, which was really very un unnerving, actually. But then an international office was set up finally, which that didn't exist before. And that has now got an officer responsible for twinning in it. And he makes very sure that, that the twinning relationships are very much, you know, present and, 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 uh, and evident in, 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 the, in the city council. That leads on to the next question I was going to ask is, uh, the extent to which the town twinning uh, initiatives and activities have changed over time. Petra alluded to that a little bit in her earlier comments, saying that uh, in the past it had been more focused on exchanges of relatively elderly people, and now it's more focused on younger people with these activities around sports, music, and exchanges between universities. Uh, and is there anything you'd like to add to that in terms of how you see the relationship having changed over time? Well, I would I would say we we are trying very hard actually. That I, I do have to say from from our perspective, and I believe also in Hanover, we are very concerned to ensure that younger people get involved. It is quite difficult. The younger generation are not necessarily joiners. They can also travel wherever they like, whenever they like, COVID permitting, of course. <laughs> At the moment, it's a bit difficult for everybody. But we, we do have for next year, we, we have, as I mentioned, the 75th anniversary coming up. And we have a, a group of young people going over to, to Hanover for a, a, a week or so with, I might say, funded partly by a UK-German connection, which is, is absolutely wonderful. And at the same, more or less the same time, or, or the week before, a week after, there is a um, a, a youth football team coming over from Han the Hanover Police, so that's great. We we uh, we will be having. I mean, music has been a very important factor all the way through the Bristol Hanover connection, and that's continuing. This year, the Bristol Choral Society, which goes back to the 19th century, is is planning uh, a visit to start an exchange with a choir over there, and that's of course lots of different ages, etc. And so, yeah, it, it. I don't think it's changed that much in the type of exchange. What has changed, of course, is the advent of the social media and the advent of things like this, being able to have meetings on Zoom. I mean, that's a great help. Absolutely. And, and just um, picking up the point that you both mentioned about involving young people. I mean, we've had a challenge in the past uh, with involving young people with the British German Association itself. And one of the changes we've made is to reserve 
two places on our executive committee, one for someone under 25 and the second for someone under 35. And I wonder if that's a model that you think might work within the within town twinning associations to try and find a young person who could actually be part of the organizing committee it so happens that we have recently uh, we haven't actually got a, a a sort of system such as you described peter but it sounds a good idea if you can find such a person or two people <laughs> that's the problem isn't it really finding them but we do actually have a person who is in the sixth form at Bristol Grammar School, which we have we have a long history with Bristol Grammar School. Neville Osborne, who was one of the great people of Bristol, Hanover here, he was head of languages there. And this lovely young woman, Jasleen Singh, was part of the ceremony in the Reichstag last December. I don't know whether you remember and the commemoration of the of Coventry, the Coventry bombing. And, um, and she actually spoke there. And so I got in touch with her and she has actually come onto our committee and she's very keen to spread the word amongst the, the sixth form at her school and, and hopefully that will go wider. But she's only really recent, recently just joined us. We haven't got any particular pr sort of plan for that, but it is a good idea. But as I say, you've got, you've got to find them first. Because people, people in the mid years, 30s and 40s, you know, they're getting their young families and things and they're busy yeah. with other things. It's really difficult. The other question I have for you is one of the things we've been pioneering in the southeast of England is encouraging uh, regional town twinning associations to work together. So we now have a representative in Kent who has brought together nine of the Kent-based town twinning associations and they've had now two online conferences, one just amongst themselves and the second with their German counterparts. And we've also had two online conferences for the 12 town twinning associations based in Surrey. And what we've found is that uh, bringing the associations together uh, is not only a way of sort of mutual encouragement and exchange of best practice between them, but also that you have a sort of economy of scale or, or a credibility of scale, which means that they can then aspire to invite people of a higher level in their event. So Kent had, for example, Greg Clark, the recently departed uh, Secretary of State for Bayes as their guest speaker at their second uh, online conference. Given that you are such a sort of beacon of excellence in the Bristol Hanover connection, do you see a way of being able to spread some of what you have learned to other town twinning associations in, in, in the southwest of England? Well, yes, I think you know, Peter, that we have had two quite big conferences. The first one in uh, before the pandemic was which was held at City Hall. And there were 80 odd people at that one. And then we want, we decided which we did with the BGA, as you know. And then we had the last one that we had was um, in, um, in, oh gosh, April, I think it was, uh, just inside the pandemic online. And there were, oh gosh, from memory, about 60 people on that online and that was that was a real a really great success so we we did you know we had some um some speaking at the beginning but mainly mainly it was in work we organized it in working groups uh, and people came from all over the place you know in in the as you say in the in the southwest which which worked really well and people were very keen to continue to do something about particularly to push everybody on on uh, further on in so the social media and um, petra from the german end um 
does Hanover have any links with other towns or cities in Niedersachsen that might be interested in town twinnings with the UK? Might be, but I don't know of these connections so far. So it's a little bit difficult. For example, in Hanover, we have the Hanover Bristol Society and the Hanover British Society. And um, these, even these two societies are not very, uh, how can I explain it diplomatically, not very willing to get together, to work together. It depends on the people. Some people, for example, myself, I'm uh, a member of both societies, so I can connect some people, but the organization itself Mm, it's difficult, I would say. So, uh, but we are working on that. Yeah, but in the region, can I just add something to that? Because um, I'm not sure whether Peter is, is is completely aware about all the relationships which already do exist between Bath and Braunschweig, for instance. That, that's very active, and also Hildesheim with is it Western Supermare? I can't remember. There are a number in Lower Saxony that are linked with with towns around the southwest of England, actually. So, I mean, that would be a possibility for you to, to talk to them, to have an online conference with them, perhaps. I think this would be a good moment to bring in an example of another town twinning association. We'll now hear from Tavia Ferburn, the city ambassador from Derby to Osnabrück. Tavia is a recent graduate who has just left university and will be able to give us the young person's perspective on town twinning relationships. Hello, my name is Tavia Fairburn. I'm 25 years old and I'm the ambassador for Derby in Osnabrück. My first encounter with Germany or with real Germans was when I was about 13 years old. There is a Morrison dancing group in the village where I come from near Derby and they have a partnership with the dance group in Bad Dürkheim in Germany. The German dance group got invited to our village carnival and two German girls stayed with my family. This led to a long-lasting friendship and various visits to Germany and the UK. This all led me to want to study German further. And I think this shows the importance of contacts with Germans in Germany at a young age. This is what town twinnings can provide. My sister told me about the opportunity in, um, as an ambassador for Derby. I thought that the role would be perfect for me. I work with ambassadors from France, the Netherlands, Russia and Turkey, and of course with my bosses from Germany. I think that town turnings are really important because they can offer many opportunities for personal experience, for people to experience something new, meet new people and encounter other people with less prejudice and with more positive attitudes. I think this also enables local communities to share experiences and innovation town trainings are an effective tool to promote peace, cooperation and participation, despite challenges such as Brexit and Corona restrictions. Another challenge is also to get young people involved in trainings. I think one way to combat this is to provide online as well as face-to-face -face opportunities for exchange and to increase in social media presence. For example, I post an English word of the week every week on my Instagram and Facebook website and on my blog. We also carry out a recipe of the week with our office where all ambassadors take it in turns to bake or cook recipes from their home countries and we post that then on the social media websites. 
this year I'm also cur currently organising a Christmas card exchange where schools from Germany, from Osnabrück and in Derby can exchange Christmas cards and I think this supports school and youth exchanges as well as it provides a building block for this. We are also planning on organising multilingual readings where we can read a book in our mother tongues to young children and also organising a children's book exchange between the library in Derby and Osnabrück. By the end of the year I would love to organise an online intercultural communication workshop with university students from Derby and Osnabrück to help them deal with intercultural misunderstandings. I would also like to, if the corona situation allows it, organise a citizen's trip to Derby. My overall takeaway from working on this partnership so far is that it is really important to talk about the fantastic achievements and attractions in Derby and Osnabrück. But I also think it's important to talk about some current, perhaps more difficult topics, such as women's rights, racism and climate change. Well, thank you, Tavia. That is an incredibly impressive list of achievements that you have set out there and really chimes with a lot of the things we were talking about just a moment ago about uh, the importance of involving young people in what town twinning associations do. Could I perhaps just uh, turn it over first to Anne? I and mean, one of the points that Tavia was stressing there was the importance of online activities and social media to involve uh, younger people and some very novel ideas around cooking programs, uh, Christmas charge card exchanges, word of the week and so on. Do, do you see that that is something that other town twinning associations could feasibly adopt? Oh yes, I'm sure. I, that sounds that sounds like a really really good idea. I mean, I I have to say I'm I'm not the social media expert that uh, perhaps I should be, but um, but we we do now have we do now have a, a younger person on the committee, as I was saying, and I'm sure she would be very keen to carry out that sort of thing. We we are also we're in the middle of setting up two different exchanges between primary schools actually which are going to be in the in first instance on on the basis of some very simple kind of language work they're going to be hard copy letters rather than emails i gather from the people who are organizing them so that um, um, that that should be quite fun i must say and something else if i could mention that um uh, tavia mentioned about human rights women's rights etc we're we're also hoping for the, as one of the actually various events that we hope will happen next year for the 75th anniversary. There is a, a dance company, because she mentioned dance as well, dance company in Hanover, which is, is linking up with a dance company here to do something which, uh, some sort of um, a display, some sort of a show uh, together, which will highlight women's rights and human rights, etc. So that is very much something that is that is ongoing, which of course will definitely involve young people as well so I, I think I think we're beginning to find openings into the a new world if you like and things changing. Petra could I perhaps invite you to comment on what Tavia has just said are, the, are there things that you think in particular that we could learn from her initiatives? Yeah of course we have to improve our uh, online and social media account the only thing we are doing at the moment are Zoom conferences, but we have to work on that, this really um, very strictly. Otherwise, we, we wouldn't get through to the young people. I think that is uh, a point we have to work on. And I think the idea with the recipes, for example, or what else she mentioned, 
that's a good idea just to to yeah to get in contact in different ways yeah, well that's that's really excellent um, another theme I just wanted to raise, which we've heard from a number of the other town training associations we work with, is the challenge of uh, raising money for their activities. So um, in some uh, town training associations, they've been pursuing very novel approaches to doing this. For example, in a seaside town in Kent, they take over the um, car park of a school during the summer and then raise the revenue from the car parking spaces for the local town twinning association when tourists come to visit the seaside town. We're coming close to the end of our allotted time, but I wonder if I could ask each of you just to say a little bit about how you see the future, what the uh, chances and challenges are for uh, town twinning associations in the 21st century, and if there are any uh, lessons from your own success that you would like to share with other town twinning associations, perhaps, uh, and to start with you on that. Well, as I think I said earlier on, I think the, the town twinning associations have now gathered a, a, an importance which they perhaps didn't have five years ago, and um, everybody thought they were dying, and, um, and they, they weren't actually, but they actually now are in a position to in, increase and intensify relationships between citizens at, at our level um, even if governments can't talk to each other citizens can you know and and so I think that they are very important now and I think it has been made easier in a sense through the, the, the one good thing perhaps that's come out of the pandemic is the fact that we are now talking to each other as we are now we can uh, we can see each other we can have meetings online which we we couldn't have for instance we've had over before on a regular basis uh, we used to have one kind of institutionalized meeting whenever we visited them and vice versa when they visited us but now we can we can do that and that makes a huge difference when you're preparing for this great big thing which we hope it's going to be next year the 75th anniversary we have visits from of the mayors coming in both directions we we have also this wonderful thing going to be happening apparently whether there's um the prince heinrich of hanover was involved in the uh, in the christening of a of a gin a, a gin barrel uh, not long ago <laughs> With the mayor, who the one who is responsible for twinning um, in Hanover, and they're actually going to send it. They've actually been here before, these people who, who make the Hanover gin, and they're going to send it to North Yorkshire, apparently. Then they're going to actually hitchhike, would you believe, with this with this gin barrel and come all the way down to Bristol um, for for the to arrive at the Harbour, Harbour Festival time when there will be the visit from the citizens. So, you know, there's there's all sorts of, um, of uh, imaginative uh, projects that can can take place, it seems. Um, and I think they'll, they'll be they'll be great fun, as well as the, the, the um, Petra mentioned the, the museum exchange, which that's actually going to be really quite exciting as well. And uh, because it's going to bring up the uh, issues of decolonization and, and, and race and, and everything, which actually linked the two, um, the two royal families um, after the, the personal union, the personal union in 1714. So, that, so there's all sorts of links that you, you actually might not think about, which can be brought up in a, in a historical sense, but made to be alive for today. And, and the, the whole social media um, uh, environment is going to make it easier for us to come closer, I think. That's, that's fascinating. 
And, and Petra, how, how do you see the future? I would say we have to encourage young people to join uh, twin society. It doesn't matter to Germany, to any other country, to keep this idea uh, lively and going. And people who are listening, young people who are listening now, please come to Bristol when the uh, whiskey barrel is arriving and you will have a lot of fun and get a lot of nice people to know. And I think that is the most important point, talking, meeting, stay connected via letter, via Zoom. It doesn't matter how, but do something, I would say. Come and uh, join us. And perhaps now we could look at what the particular challenges you're facing as town twinning associations. It is, it, for us anyway, here in Bristol, it is incredibly difficult to get the media in the slightest bit interested in the twinnings. You know, um, they, there's the local newspaper, there's, there's Points West on the BBC. They are just not interested. In Hanover, you get these articles, like the article about the gin fast, the gin uh, barrel. And, and there are occasional articles. There is nothing here. It's really, really difficult to make any kind of headway with the publicity, with, with, uh, with the media, either print media or, the, um, or, or, or television. In, in, it's in the UK, it's particularly, because they think they're dead. They think the twinnings are dead, you know, and it would be nice if somehow this was pushed in front of their noses, you know. Well, um, Petra, and thank you very much indeed for, your, for joining me today on this discussion. And Tavia, thanks very much to you for your contribution. We're also very grateful to the German Embassy for hosting this event. And um, I understand that this is one in a series of German Embassy podcasts. So do look out for the next podcast to come to you soon. Thank you very much.